One Making Way, Episode 6, Making Tourism Takes Center Stage. Last September, when the Macon Bibb County Convention and Visitors Bureau simplified their name to Visit Macon, that small change told a bigger story that local tourism is a call to action. And that call to action? That is paying off. According to recent statistics, room nights in Macon have increased, which is reflected in higher hotel-motel tax collections. With over 5,000 hotel rooms in the area, occupancy is about 64% on average. But we all know it's more than just the numbers. It's the story. And with a unique history, central location, friendly residents, vibrant downtown, and ideal price point, Macon is poised to become a tourism contender among southern city charms. As with any pitch, it's not just about the facilities. It's about selling the area and the extracurricular activities available to business travelers looking for fun in their free time. Visit Macon also leverages the city's rich musical heritage and talent, along with its local food and beer scene. That has helped burnish its reputation as a place to see and experience music. In May, Voters Travel ranked Macon number two on its 12 best American music cities that aren't Nashville. So, welcome to Macon, Georgia. We aren't Austin. We aren't Nashville. We aren't Atlanta. We are uniquely our own and have our own rightful place as a music city, tourism town, and architectural wonder where you can get a local burger, locally brewed beer, catch a local show, and still have enough change left in your pocket for a visit to one of several museums, art galleries, music history walking tours, or a kayak trip down the mighty Altmulgee. We work hard to make it easy around here to experience the best Macon, Georgia has to offer. After all, today's visitor can be tomorrow's resident. And with opportunities to share our story sharply in focus, Macon, Georgia is ready to rock the visitor experience. So, in the true one Macon declaration of, can you collaborate with community? Does it concern schools, jobs, or sense of place? Is it strategic for the region? Can we move Macon forward? This is the One Macon Way. I'm your host, Alex Morrison, Executive Director of the Macon Bibb County Urban Development Authority and member of the One Macon Steering Community. When we come back, we're learning from our panel of guests about Macon's tourism efforts, opportunities, and future. Learn more about where soul lives and why it's crucial to our community. One Macon is an alliance of private, public, and nonprofit organizations committed to the growth and prosperity of Macon Bibb through a collaborative strategic plan. The implementation of this plan is organized around three crucial pillars, jobs, schools, and place. Today, One Macon is made up of more than 40 organizations, and while they each have their own goals and objectives, they are all united in creating an energetic and opportune region where workforce thrives, sense of place is keen, and education excels opportunity. It's in this spirit of collaboration that we move forward the One Macon way. Visit onemacon.org to learn more about today's podcast. Welcome back. You're listening to the One Macon way. I'm your host, Alex Morrison, Executive Director of the Urban Development Authority, the visionary development body that moves ideas into transformational projects for downtown Macon. We're talking tourism today. In this episode, you'll hear from Gary Wheat, president of Visit Macon and member of the One Macon Steering Committee, Wes Griffith, 
president of the Moonhanger Group and Creek Media, which includes multiple restaurants, the Hargrave Capital Theater, and the Creek FM radio station, and Ed Grant and Cheryl Grant Lauder, owners of the legendary and historic Grant's Lounge. Welcome everyone to The One Making Way, and today we have a great conversation on tourism and the impacts it has on Macon Bibb County. Tourism is a growing part of the overall economic development picture, really focusing on Macon Bibb as a place that people really want to be and enjoy. And we have a great panel for you today of folks who, who touch different parts of the, the tourism sector from the overall curation of tourism to providing a unique and Macon only experience that you can have. Uh, to start us off, we have uh, our, our chief tourism officer here in Macon, Bib, Gary Wheat. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do with Visit Macon? Well, you make me sound very important there, Alex, but <laughs> well, uh, as CEO of, of Visit Macon, obviously we're the uh, destination marketing organization and what we do is is reach out and our storytellers or ambassadors for our community and in the tourism infrastructure that there that is there we support 3600 jobs from everything from the hotel side to the restaurant to our, our venues and our attractions uh, so our role is to uh, kind of go out and and I call it economic development light we're, we're charged with going and bringing those outside dollars into our economy into our community uh, and making sure those people have a great experience and, and frequent the businesses that are around this table today uh, as well as go and tell their friends and family about that experience they have and bring them back. Great and a, and a part of making story that's completely undeniable is the role that music has played over time and there's no place that exemplifies that history more than historic Grant's Lounge and we have the owners of Grant's Lounge here today uh, Ed Grant and Cheryl Grant Louder. Uh, introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about Grant's Lounge. Uh, well, I'm Edward Grant, uh, and I'm part owner with my sister Cheryl. Actually, uh, a little unknown fact is Cheryl actually operates Grant's Lounge, and she's the person that writes the checks. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just there sort of helping and assistant, assisting, but she's been doing that now probably for the last uh, 25 or 30 years even before my dad died. But Grant's Lounge is a very, very unique and historic place in Macon. It's located at 576 Poplar Street. And uh, we say that it is the original home of Southern Rock. And I guess the interesting thing about that is you had the country music and the blues music to get together there. And that's where a whole genre of music we call Southern Rock was born. And of course, that's, uh, that's heard and played and enjoyed all over the world. Yes, I'm Cheryl Grant Louder. and. Uh, I'm one of the owners of Grant's Lounge, and yes, we have live entertainment uh, six days a week, and um, we have a lot of um, uh, tourism coming in from all over, and they enjoy the music, and uh, we have um, jam session, and uh, we have people that get up on the stage, and they just, um, uh, we have at least 25 30 people that want to play at one uh, at one time or another so it's kind of uh, it's kind of um, uh, a different um, different animal that be going on you know down there at Grants and um, we just um, open our uh, doors and embrace uh, everyone that wants to come by and and enjoy live entertainment a lot of times when people uh, come downtown they they first need to know what's going on uh, and then have that first reason 
and usually the first reason someone's going to come downtown is to to fill their belly and and west griffith has been uh doing that uh, helping people fill their bellies in a unique macon centric way for about the last 10 years uh west tell us a little bit about what your vision is and being part of the moonhanger group well my business is uh dining you know hospitality entertainment you know we we're um restaurants live music and then uh our media company creek media has a radio station and a um in a newspaper and uh, our newspaper is fo- focused on the cultural happenings uh, in uh, central Georgia. You know, you mentioned at the top that, um, you know, music is one of our greatest assets. And from all of my businesses, which include uh, Rookery Dovetail, um, uh, Restored H&H Restaurant, uh, Hargrave Capital Theater, uh, 100.9 The Creek, The 11th Hour, and... Um, all of those businesses, everything I've done has music woven through it, um, whether it's the menu or trying to produce concerts, gravitating towards you know saving businesses that have um, a tie to Macon's uh, musical heritage. So uh, I find I'm a very much like living in that space of uh, inter- entertainment and hospitality, and informing people and kind of celebrating, you know, what's going on in our community. Gary, tell us a little bit about who these folks are who are who are coming to visit and what they're looking for when they come. Well, you know, we we've, we've really stri- seen over the last two years, Alex, that we've we've dedicated a lot of our uh, marketing and advertising dollars, and that's a large part of what we do uh, to the leisure sector uh, and specifically to the Atlanta market. We notice that there's a, a great demand to experience the the resurgence of the downtown core, the musical scene, the live music, the food, the beer, uh, all those wonderful things. And that's kind of what that that Friday, Saturday night visitor is looking for. And our our numbers will support that our weekends in in Macon on Friday and Saturday night, our hotels are are full at at about 80% occupancy, which is just really uh, strong for the market. And uh, those uh, folks are coming into the downtown core to experience all these new entities and the classics like Grant's Lounge uh, uh, and the, the live music that they can get there and that, that heritage that, um, you know, uh, Wes spoke to. Um, those are the people that are wanting to see and feel and be a part of that experience and making that they cannot get anywhere else. You've recently rebranded uh, the, the organization as Visit Macon. It was formerly the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Uh, tell us a little bit about that change and what that communicates to folks because you are still doing conventions making still a great place to have a convention but uh, advertising that leisure sector and getting folks more in to the rookery and dovetail Mm -hmm. and h&h and grants and and these places but tell us a little bit about those conventions and what those folks are looking for sure well it's 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 um, very similar in the respect of what those uh, consumers are are looking for and we went to the rebrand of visit making because our industry took that 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 turn a few years ago probably about five years ago where everybody wanted to engage the visitor more and so they used terms like experience and travel and visit um, to kind of prod the consumer to to make that decision sooner and to experience that travel Uh, our conventions very much uh, uh, a lot of times conventions are very self-contained whether it's in a large meeting uh, hotel or facility uh, but at the end of the day, when the, the meetings are over, they're looking for something to do. 
And what's the one thing they want to do? They want to experience local flavor, whether that's the food, whether that's the entertainment or the attractions. So one of the things that we try to do is is cross that river and cross that interstate to connect our convention facility um, and venues with with our our locally owned restaurants and and listening rooms and and attractions so that's a large part of what we do is try to create that uh, synergy across the board with all of our travelers and so then these folks come in for whatever reason they're you know, they might be coming to the Omogi National Monument because they're trying to fill out their passport. Uh, they might be coming just to, to spend uh, a few hours in our convention center, which is really you know, a short uh, distance from our downtown core, but because of the separation feels further away, they need that chance to come downtown and, and really what they're looking for is something authentic and i can't think of a better place to to find something authentically making than than getting a a, a burger or a great uh meal uh, at the rookery and dovetail it's constantly the the place that people look to for that authentic uh, make and bite uh in our downtown Wes, tell us, uh, is, are you seeing that happen, that more folks from out of town are, are coming and experiencing making through the lens of Moonhanger's offerings? Yes, we, uh, we see very large spikes um, during uh, event, large events that bring people in town, whether it's a concert at the Centroplex or a convention and, or you know, even in, in recently natural disasters. Um, you know, we'll have a huge influx of people that come in and they, you know, they want to be in the city hub and they want to experience. And, you know, luckily, um, you know, Rookery's always near the top of the list when, you know, people like Gary and others uh, get asked for advice about where to eat. And, um, you know, I've also n- noticed a lot, you know, I've, um, there's lots of restaurant websites and, and apps and things. And, you know, one that I look at a good bit is TripAdvisor. And I'm constantly seeing people on there say uh, was either just in town or driving through. We get a lot of people to drive through and they pull off the interstate and they want to instead of going through uh, grabbing some fast food, they want to take next. They want to take an hour um, from their an hour break from their travels and just uh, slip into downtown and, and experience something. So I see a lot of that. And that's awesome because I feel that just a few years ago, uh, you would hear, well, Macon is, you know, a gas stop, you know, on, right. if you're on your way to, to the beach, you know, you're coming from Atlanta, you're going to St. Simons or Savannah and well, you know, I'll pull off and making and get some gas. Mm-hmm. And then that was a lot of people's only experience. It was a bit of a changing mentality, I think, you know, in the way people want to experience stuff. Um, you know, instead of just trying to get to point A to point B as fast as possible, people are more apt to take a break and try to experience something. Right. And uh, I think we've got a lot to offer in that way. During the disaster that they had, that when the, the uh, mm-hmm. hurricane came through, uh, we had a number of people come in grants, uh, and they stayed the whole week. I mean, you know, uh, mm-hmm. teachers and, uh, ha- and had a ball. I was mm-hmm. really, really surprised how an event like that really had an effect on, uh, on our bottom line, you know, mm-hmm. for that particular week. It's also, uh, I, f- I feel proud of making um, when we get an influx of people like that and we really put our best foot forward and really have that southern hospitality. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
And, and I think what you're seeing is the, the demographic of the travelers changing a lot. We've mm-hmm. very much seen that even over the past year. Um, you know, five years ago, that average traveler, no matter where you might be, was um, anywhere from 40 to 45 years old. And um, the, the female was the decision maker in the household. But if you look at the numbers that come back from our marketing or advertising, um, that's much younger now. About 35 is the average age that we're seeing of people that are making decisions and in, in traveling. And it's an even split. It's I think for our numbers, it's about uh, anywhere from a little over 50% female and, and uh, high 40s on the male side. So the consumers are constantly changing what they're looking for and how they travel. I, I can attest to that. I'm, I, I fit that, that <laughs> demographic profile. And and I can say that the, uh, the reason that I travel uh, more often than not is primarily entertainment. So I'm, I'm traveling to go see a particular show that I want to see, an artist that I'd like to see, usually in a venue that's unique, uh, something like Grants or the Capitol, mm-hmm. an experience you can get nowhere else, and then quality food and even more quality beer. And, and I think we're, we're delivering that in spades in Macon. <laughs> and Macon. And this, and this other thing that, that we're tapping into is, I think with the growth of things like TripAdvisor and Yelp and, and these things that are curating people's experience when they come to a place, you're getting an augment to the folks that we have been having as a a staple of our tourism scene which is the pilgrimage traveler the the folks who are coming to macon to have a very specific um and and i'll say generally an allman brothers experience Mm -hmm. that's that's the primary one so they're hitting the big house they're hitting h and h and they're hitting grants um uh, Ed and Cheryl, have y'all seen uh, that continue on, the, those pilgrimage travelers coming in and wanting to, to have a beer where Dickie Betts had a beer and, and, and hear some music there? Is that still a big part of it? And what are you seeing rounding out that experience? We uh, have seen a, uh, a lot of uh, people that are coming from out of town, and uh, they often come by and tell, well, we went to the big house and H&H, and this is our last stop, and they came by, they enjoyed it themselves, and um, some of them even come back if they come on a on a um, Thursday, then they will come back Friday just to hear the live music, so we have a lot of, um, of um, pilgrims coming through, and just um, last week, we had a couple, and they wanted, the guy wanted to proposed to um, his uh, fiance and he wanted to do it at Historic Grants Lounge so he brought her down and uh, he did propose to her uh, right there on the stage so I thought that was kind of interesting too. I don't know whether they was from out of town I wasn't there so I didn't get any of the information Um, once it get out on Facebook, maybe we can get some response to find out a little bit more about that couple. I'm glad you used that word pilgrimage. I love that word. I, th- I think um, it definitely does a great job in describing uh, a lot of the tourists that come in here from all over the world. The, the story of uh, Southern Rock, Otis Redding, Little Richard, Capricorn Records reach as far and wide, uh, and that's exactly what it is, a pilgrimage. People come, they want to go to the graveyard and see uh, Dwayne and Barry and now Greg. Um, you know, they want to go to all these places you mentioned, H&H, the big house, Grants, 
um, and you you asked how do we round that out and I think that's one of the critical things we need to do right now is to add to that asset that tourism asset base and there there are a couple of things that um, that are missing and the good thing is is that they're being worked on for one the the restoration of uh, Capricorn Studios uh, is happening right now thanks to Mercer and that's going to in my opinion um, not just it'll it'll have a museum component component it'll have an active studio it'll have an incubator space it'll have co-working spaces and uh and also educational initiatives through mercer's uh music school so uh you know that not only adds to the tourism base but it also um adds to uh the you know the local culture and the and the and the opportunities and has a chance to not only just celebrate making once being a music city but make it a music city again um, you know, the other thing I think we're poised for growth on is more, um, exp- uh, more boutique hotels. Um, you know, that, that is, that is the new, the new visitor, uh, loves, um, a lot of young visitors love the experiential boutique hotel, um, that, that experience as opposed to a large chain, you know, we have, um, and so that's an area where I think that we could round out our lodging opportunities right downtown in the core and I'm excited to be working on that too, uh, in a partnership with Newtown Making to do a little nine-bedroom boutique hotel. Right, and that's something that we have said for a while in the economic development arena is that while we're providing a great uh, experience for a day in downtown Macon, in particular, uh, we don't have a place that's convenient for them to stay. And it, and there are a lot of initiatives around that 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 are trying to balance that out, whether that's traditional hotel rooms the boutiques that you talked about or vacation rentals Mm -hmm. and Gary tell us like what what do you see as the opportunity there and and what those additional room nights for downtown's core will do for all of these businesses well I I think it'll definitely uh, lift them up tremendously because with that component of a hotel right there and that's what the visitor wants they want to be able to step out the front door of their hotel or wherever they're staying and be able to step into Grant's Lounge and, and have uh, having enjoy a few drinks and listen to some great music or uh, you know go to the Rookery or H&H and get a good meal and they want that walkability and right now we're, we're very limited in what we have uh, to to give to the consumer for that um, and we need to, to continue to improve because there's there's definitely an economic impact of having um, and to Wes's point a themed boutique hotel you know so people can really immerse themselves in that whole making music experience uh, one of the things that uh, initiatives that we launched this past year was partnering with rock candy tours to allow them to expand the the tour and that experience beyond just a walk around downtown but to get out there and tell the whole story uh, we're also launching a website or working on developing one in conjunction with all of our partners uh, called a making music trail because we we have such an abundance of heritage and music that we've got to be able to pull it all into one place uh, so the consumer has that one-stop shop. And I can only imagine how many folks would uh, choose to to have that second day if they're at the Capitol Theater, they're at Grant's Lounge, and, you know, we've all had that time where it comes to the end of the night, and you're like, you know what I really need right now is a bed. And it'd be great if it were right there. And folks who have driven in from Atlanta or maybe driven up from Savannah – 
and they're they're facing well do i get back in the car and drive or do i stay and then wake up in the morning and have uh, a breakfast at the h&h yeah, and, and definitely improve the, the breakfast fashion. sector yeah <laughs> um ed and cheryl from from your perspective um I know y'all have y'all have seen this for for years in the Grants Lounge is uh, what forty five years old forty six forty seven years old now and so y'all have seen this this whole experience tourism and downtown go from bustling to to Nader to now it's Renaissance Um, what opportunities do you see uh, that that could come up that could really augment this tourism sector but as Wes was pointing out this whole music scene that y'all are a part of. I guess it was about maybe 10 years ago when y'all started Brag Jam. Was it that long ago? The 21st Brag Jam is coming up this year. (laughs) I just remember cities uh, like Greenville, I believe, and a couple other cities up in uh, the Carolinas, they have like hundreds of festivals every year. You know, we only have a few. And I think there's an opportunity to, to have a lot more festivals in Macon, and that usually really brings a lot of uh, a lot of activity. I'm very excited about what's going to be happening this year with the Christmas decoration on Poplar Street. You know, I think we had, you probably know the numbers, somewhat of, of maybe a, a, a hundred thousand people oh, come yes. through here, and uh, so I see a lot of opportunities there outside of the Christmas decoration because people are going to be coming all during the day and. So a lot of opportunities for festivals, outside concerts. Uh, and if I had a, a suggestion to make to businesses that are having their business meetings, you should never have a, have a meeting without having some music present. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas lights are one of the great success stories, I think, over the last couple of years. And there's, I think, a little bit to be learned from that, that um, the return on investment on you know, creating that light show, the amount of people that it drew, that it drew in, um, and, and a different, a different demographic people that normally didn't go yeah. and, uh, finding those unique creative ways to get people to say, Oh, you know, I haven't been downtown in forever, but let me go check this out. And, um, I think most of the time they're going to like what they find. Uh, folks who, who are from all around middle Georgia or all around the Southeast who have probably heard a very narrow version of Macon's history that, that they haven't really experience what we have today which is something unique and i think the christmas lights and and we've had uh brian nichols uh on on the one making way before um talking about that experience and and growing that and and really making sure that that's focused on continuing making story as a place that brings everybody together uh it and it goes back to our history um what folks may not know that the reason that Macon's even here is because it was the seat of uh, the Muscogee Nation uh, and the, it's Macon is where it's located because it's as far north as you could get on the Oatmulgee River. So it's, its entire history is about bringing people uh, of all walks of life and, and, and on the nose terms, all tribes uh, to come together. Uh, and, and Gary, um, you know, the Indian Mounds is such a big part of our tourism aspect, yeah. too. Um, what ways do you see that we could really expand on that opportunity? Well, I think the history there, and one of the things that, uh, to Ed's point about the, the festivals, is the, the uh, Oatmulgee Indian Festival each year. It gets larger and larger, and being a part of that, um, and having the, the, the chief and members of the tribe, we had 
uh, close to 100 members of the tribe came from Oklahoma to this year's celebration. And reengaging those folks with their native homeland uh, is a huge part of that, but also developing that um, education and, and, and teaching that. Uh, one of the things that we're trying to expand upon is getting the National Historic Park designation for Okmulgee, which will increase our, our visitorship each year by about fivefold. I mean, just having that many people coming. And so we're working uh, with our delegation in Washington, D.C. to get it across the finish line, and Senate Bill 135 is sitting there waiting for a vote. And uh, we'll get a, a, a national park designation, and that just opens uh, the expansion, the boundaries, all of that. So it's uh, a lot of synergies happening and a lot of opportunities that are uh, currently underway, and, and the future looks looks very bright for right. making. When they changed the name, everyone had to get a new stamp in their passport. Now you are correct in that. <laughs> uh, uh, Gary, I, I, you know, I feel like there's um, not as many people uh, know about this and how much of an impact uh, that should know. Um, so what is, wh what could you tell people that they could do to support this initiative or to get the word out or? Well, there, there's, uh, actually a, a petition circulating that, uh, we've been a part of and, and pushing out on our social media channel. So if you go to visit Macon, it's, uh, an opportunity for you to sign and it's, uh, uh, um, National Trust for Historic Preservation and the Muscogee Nation have put that together mm -hmm. to to kind of put in front of uh, the senators. Yeah, so um, our senators will be the ultimate, correct the ones and, that can really shepherd this through, right? And Senator Isaacson and Senator Perdue are working very hard on this, mm -hmm. and uh, so you so know, maybe I would they need to get, a, get some letters, exactly, or some phone calls, or if you know them personally, or or whatever that might be, please uh, get in touch with them because if it does not pass by the end of this calendar year the whole thing is reset and we have to start over and go back through the house and yeah. through the process and, and that comes at a huge opportunity cost to, to all the businesses here and, and as part of what we do with the urban development authority and and the overall uh, look at the urban core is how we get those people who are coming to the indian mounds to Mulgi national monument soon to be national historical park um, that to get them into the businesses downtown, get them to stay for an extra night, and really grow the opportunity because that creates the single biggest uh, and low cost uh, piece to making uh, the this whole tourism sector unlock. And and as we wind up here, uh, I really want y'all to think about not just uh, your own businesses and what you do, but uh, as ambassadors for Macon Bibb County and, and what we do here and the stories that we tell, I want everyone to answer this one question for me. Someone comes in from out of town, uh, maybe they're coming from Atlanta, maybe they're coming from Colorado, uh, and you want to give them your version of the perfect Macon day. Uh, so starting with Cheryl and we'll go around, uh, tell us if you have somebody who's coming in, what, what are you telling them and what things are you going to highlight to really round out this notion that tourism is an experience, not just a thing? Well, um, first of all, I would, um, let them know breakfast would be served at, uh, H and H <laughs> and that would be the, you know, the best place to get breakfast. Uh, then, um, I think that um, I know the Rock Candy Tour would be very good, especially if they're um, um, musical inclined or they like to hear mu like music and everybody like music. So uh, the Rock Candy Tour would be good. And uh, 
Also, um, I think that um, another uh, reason that they should, uh, another place then, they should end it up at Grant's Lounge and hear live entertainment and possibly get a chance to perform on the stage where Greg Allman performed. Well, since we've talked so much about uh, the music tourism assets, I'll pivot to a couple of other things. Um, one of our other great assets, architecture. I will tell them to go to the Hay House, the Cannonball House, take a stroll down College uh, Street and see all the antebellum homes. I would encourage them to go to the Oak Mulgee um, National Monument, hopefully soon to be National Park. Um, you know, I might tell them to take a stroll through Mercer's campus and you know, acknowledge that um, you know they're one of the big uh, players and benefactors in our community. Um, and of course, you know, I'd give them a brief on all the different music things they could do and all the restaurants they could go to. Oh, I think they stole all my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Macon has some beautiful parks. You know, you can go and you can park. I, I, uh, if you do yoga, meditation, they're really nice areas for that. If you've got kids that want to run around and play, of course, a lot of uh, recreational facilities. If you play tennis, uh, golf, you know, uh, there are some nice golf courses here. Uh, of course, uh, the newly renovated uh, Bowden Golf Course. Uh, so uh, there's just a lot of, lot of different things to do. Uh, I, th I like walking the trail, uh, and I like bike riding, you know, so you can do that here in Macon. So. Um, I can't really lay out a full day for you, but whatever you do, end up at Grant's Lounge that night. <laughs> and that's the the Old Mogi Heritage Trail, something that we haven't talked about so much here, but uh, connects so many of these tourism assets in a very safe, comfortable, walkable, bikeable environment. And it's just one of those things that you might not think of it as a tourism uh, piece, but it really is because that's something that this this traveler that we're talking about who who maybe might like beer and music they probably also want to walk around and and, and see some nature as well mm -hmm. so, yeah waterworks park was a great success story and i think is really a regional yeah. regional draw it's a very large a, park Anderson as well yeah yeah uh well your your time my hands here alex with uh, just one day you know we try to try to get them to stay a couple of weeks you know mm -hmm. if you will but for for us you know our, our brand is is where soul lives and soul goes much more beyond just the music it is the music but it's the it's the flavor and the food it's the history it's the architecture as, as Wes said it's the recreation and, and the the heritage um, that that makes up that soul and to but most of all it's the people uh, I always encourage folks that come in to to go somewhere like Grant's Lounge or H&H &H and just just talk to the local people because the one thing that that a visitor will remember most about their experience anywhere is their engagement with local citizens. So I always like to just go and sit and hear those stories, even having lived here for a couple of years, being able to sit there and you learn so much about the, the rich uh, heritage and, and experience that is making. And that was where I was heading with this, of course, <laughs> is that we all think about what we would do in a day and then realize that there's so many things that we didn't even uh, speak on. Um, you know, we, we didn't have you know, the the hosts of, of restaurants that are all around downtown. We didn't talk about the fact that there are three places that you can get uh, unique locally made craft beer here in Macon, which is a, a growing part of the tourism sector. It's big development. Very much. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. We, we didn't talk about um, uh, 
uh, the fact that we have a Smithsonian accredited museum at the Museum of Arts and Sciences mm-hmm. with the planetarium that, that draws people in from all around. We have a grand opera house that has Broadway quality shows. We have mm-hmm. um, a, a coliseum where Elvis played that's now bringing in bigger acts. We have the world's largest copper dome on an auditorium. We have we have so many different things that we can talk about, you know, whether it's you know, sporting events mm-hmm. that, that are growing. We have this uh, historic preservation architecture. We have the recreation leisure activities. You can, you can kayak in Macon. Uh, you can do all of these things that are right here. And it's, it's, tourism is how we open the eyes of, to the rest of the world of what we have going on here. And, and I think that it's a vital and, and growing part of our overall economic development picture because at the end of the day, economic development is not about just jobs and money. Mm-hmm. It's about human beings flourishing in a place. And tourism is how we tell the rest of the world that we're doing great, we're growing, and that they would have fun visiting And if Alton was out well, living and and growing their own businesses here. I want to thank you all for this opportunity to talk about tourism in a different way uh, from what we might have thought. And and congratulate all of you on the successes that you've had uh, building up Macon in the one Macon way. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Thank Thank you. you.